Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike. <laughs> um, you usually do something. Like, I wasn't no, prepared to the start. Ep- if you ever noticed the mini episodes, I, that's Joe unplugged. Okay. I, I don't actually, I've never listened to the show, so I don't know. Do you really not listen to the show? Of course I listen to it to see oh. how you edit it. Okay, anyway, I'm Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over a decade. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. And each week, sometimes more than once, we call one another and catch up. I actually don't have a lot to say about this week's episode. All right. Find us on Twitter and on our website. Goodbye. No, well, look. Here's, <laughs> I have a couple of things. I noticed that I made a joke uh, where I said only disabled vets contact me. Now, we we heard nothing from this. No one called. No one sent an email. But I kind of felt badly because I didn't mean like, I'm going to even dig myself worse in the hole. <laughs> I didn't mean like young, hot, current disabled vets. I was talking more like disabled Korean War veterans or disabled Vietnam veterans. Ew, gross. <laughs> Anybody in the Persian Gulf, come over. Persian Gulf or Iraq, right? Anyone who served in the Middle East, head on over. Thank you. I don't have anything as far as the episode goes to say either. I was, however, uh, telling the story to my coworker about Grinder and the really tall guy that you talked to who was like, conversation over. And she thought that was f- hilarious. Uh, because I'm funny. It required me to go down the whole Grinder hole with her. That's gross. <laughs> the term of grinder hole is gross, but I had to explain what it was and why people use it, and she was just appalled and curious at the exact same time. You know what? You know what? This is. I could talk about grinder. We should have. You know what, Mike? I'm not even joking. I might even edit this out. We should talk about maybe having another podcast where we just talk about grinder. I feel <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on grinder and scruff, like almost like Sex in the City, but grinder. What if it was grinder, like stuff that we've been doing on grinder, plus we throw in a couple of gay porn reviews? Yeah, Mike, I'm not joking. I think that would be a really big podcast. Yeah, and I could put it on my resume. I'm sure that'll help me get jobs. <laughs> we call ourselves Mo and Jike. <laughs> we just change our names. I know. Academy Award winning screenwriter Joe Batance also has a podcast about gay porn and grinder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I'm walking up to the stage to get my award. Right. He's been nominated twice in the award and has a gay <laughs> podcast where he talks about gay porn reviews and grinder. So, Mike Lawson, I am uh, uh, the social worker that's going to help you get a adopt a child. What is this gay porn podcast that I see? Yeah. Mike, <laughs> what can you tell us about uh, Glory Hole? Tell us about your podcast, Glory Hole. <laughs> hey, we talked to Jeremy W. this week. Oh, for the we did. Catching up with Catching Up contest how how did you enjoy that i am not even joking because i say this every week but i really liked him i know me too i'm afraid though that we keep saying this we we're we're setting ourselves up for something incredibly awkward every week we're like he was so wonderful it was so great i'm surprised it was so great and then one week we're going to be like this week we talked to steve and moving on moving on yeah so it'll be very obvious well, you know what's funny is I was worried about Jeremy W. because – and I don't think he would mind me my saying this – but he was very uh, hard to get a hold of and hard to schedule a, a, a session with and hard to do everything. So I figured he was only doing it reluctantly or he didn't want to talk to us. I, I, I felt 
it was going to be bad because it was so hard to schedule an appointment with him. It wasn't hard to get a hold of him. It was just hard to pin him down on an exact time and date. That was the only problem. Oh, well, I don't know. You deal with that part. So uh, that was my perception. But two things. One, he seemed genuinely excited on the show. He said he was nervous a little bit. Yeah. Well, then um, what's funny is this is sort of embarrassing for me on the uh, when we were on the phone call, but it, I had to admit I'd only really heard a portion of his podcast that he's on. He's on the It's All About Me podcast with Mark and Ed. Right. He's a regular guest. Oh, I thought he was part of the show. Right. Because you don't listen. Okay. So I had to admit that I'd only really heard the part where they talked about me. Shocking. Yeah. I know. And- I hadn't heard the previous week or anything like that. And so after we hung up the phone, I, I, I had promised him I would listen to uh, the episode. And I did. And in it, they talked at length about how excited he was. Right. Like he sent a text message that said, I won, I won. Yeah. So he was really excited. Yeah. And he told us actually, you know, because again, once again, my favorite part of the phone call is when I ask, tell us about our show. Right. <laughs> And he said the advice, the critique he had was that it's too short. Well, and the specific reason he said that is because he has a a long time uh, of some sort of math class. Which, by the way, who's listening to podcasts during a math class? Me. But <laughs> he has a math class that's like two and a half hours, so he wants a two and a half hour episode. Yeah, which is so funny because it conflicts with Grumpy Adam, my friend who lives in San Francisco. Who's like, the podcast is too long. Well, because he has a shorter commute, right? Yeah, because he listens to it on his bike commute to work. Isn't that dangerous to listen on the bike? Aren't you supposed to have your ears free? you're such a Debbie Downer. He shouldn't listen to it in math class, and he shouldn't (laughs) be listening to the podcast. When do you want to listen to the podcast, basically? I want him to sit in a dark room and just listen to us. (laughs) That would be me every morning. (laughs) But I'm serious, Adam. I'm concerned for your safety. You should have your your sense of sound, sense of hearing. What is you should have? You should have complete sense of hearing while riding a bicycle. Um, Do you want to go to once again? I love how we're like we don't have anything to talk about. We're not supposed to have anything to talk about in this episode. It's it's already been so long. And we haven't gotten to tweets, and we haven't gotten to the Catching Up podcast. Well, let me tell you a couple of tweets then. Okay. I got, a, or we got a tweet. He did include my my Twitter handle, though, Mr. Mike Lawson. Um, Creamies, which is run by Joey Buhecker over at the Cocktails for Cream Cocktails and Cream Puffs podcast. He mentioned, uh, because I, I said a, something about... I don't know. I was passing judgment on a person that had public sex in one of our episodes. I think episode 11. He said, public sex is fine. Don't be a square. And then he also said, I recall you fucking two guys in a park, which is a story I told when uh, on my other show, What Some Will Call Lies. Oh, so you've told it on there. I knew that story, and I don't know if I edited it out or not, but um, I may have edited it out again for your privacy. I was like, oh, really? You're against public sex? Uh-huh. Right? Okay. Well, I, I did it out of necessity. I, in my defense, I was 19 years old. Oh. I was 19 years old with limited privacy, and I had the the opportunity to have sex with two people, but I didn't have the privacy to do it, so we went to a public park. Now I Yeah, if, where it's super private. If I, It was more private. It was at night. 
if I was in the same situation today. Guys, I didn't have any privacy to get spit roasted by two guys. So I went to a public park. It was public because it was the park was closed, but uh, there were a lot of ducks. So that happened. We also got a tweet from Ozzy Batler. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not done talking about this. I am. <laughs> what? Who were, well, the two, who were the two guys? How did you meet them? It's it's not important. I know. Do, do you I knew, still talk to them? No, I might be Facebook friends with one of them, um, and the other one I didn't know. And I actually had more chemistry with the one I didn't know. Were they hot? The one was it a package deal? So that was the ugly one. The one that was like, if you want to fuck him, you got to fuck me too. How about this? I'll link to the what some will call lies. There you go. And by the for the record, Joey, nothing's off off record. Like. I'm t- I told you that I went and watched guys jerk off in a bar patio the other I week. know, but whenever I bring up your giant behemoth python in your pants that everyone knows <laughs> about, you get super uncomfortable. No, I don't. Don't let's let's just say bring up anything and if I don't like it, I'll for whatever reason I'll say, "Okay, let's edit that out." I trust okay. you to edit it out. Yeah. We we also got an awesome tweet from Ozzy Battler and he said, "Got to get me some of that Latino heat, Joe." Oh, was he talking about me? Yeah. Hey, look. Cruise the scruff. And actually, I deleted scruff on Monday. But yeah. Um, hey, look. If anybody... Look. <laughs> look. Say look a few more times. Look. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm open to all comers. Obviously, I already have uh, other people hitting me up. So look. Ozzy Battler wants to fly up from Australia. Over here, hey, come up. I also had a good conversation with Big Fatty and that Peter G about uh, the powerhouse. Big Fatty actually has been there, and he said he loves the patio. And then that Peter G suggested a couple of places. Blow Buddies, I guess, is a place. And what is going on? Do you know? Okay, San Francisco has people fucking. You can't even get a gay strip bar here in L.A. Really. No, there's no gay strip. I remember there was a friend of ours. Mike and I know somebody who is gay, but literally doesn't ever indulge it. And at one point, I wanted to take him to a strip bar just to get some sort of man action. And I couldn't. The closest one was like in Temecula or something. I have no idea who you're talking about. I'll say it and then edit it out. Oh, oh, oh. Temecula would be hot, though, I bet, because of all the, the Marines. There's tons oh, of Marines down oh, there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I should have so, taken him. that Peter G, Big Fatty, and I went back and forth. There's also a, there's a, what's it called? A bathhouse near my house called Steamworks. And so they suggested I go there, and I have no desire to do that. None. You know how I went in that, I'm in that gay man's group therapy, which I think is only in the outtakes. So people are going to hear it after I say that. But I'm in that group therapy for gay men. Mm -hmm. And years ago, there was this really cute, oh my God, Mike Lawson. I usually don't fall in love with the people at gay man's group therapy. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I made an exception, this really cute Mexican guy and everybody was in love with him. But he had a partner and um, they would go to bathhouses and just go there and watch the people have sex and like then go home and get they would that would make them horny and then they go home and have sex and i was like i want to go to a bathhouse with you and w- watch you watch people have sex so weird 
I mean, if it's, I'm not saying it's a weird thing. It's so weird for me. Like I would feel so uncomfortable. So those, those were our tweets. Wait, Mike, you just, what are you talking about? You just sat at a bar where people were fucking by you. But I didn't go there for that. This place, that's the entire reason you go. A bar, I went to a bar to go to the bar. I could never go to a bathhouse because I was visiting my friend Chuck once. And he wanted to take me to a place where it's basically a converted old hotel. And people just rent out the room and then keep the door open and either just sat sit there and stroke their dick until you come and have sex with them. Or you could go in and or you could watch through the window of the room and watch them fucking. And people would just go and, you know, buy beer, bring beer and stuff like that and cruise up and down the hotel like hallways looking at people have sex. Like a Motel hmm. 6. You know, Motel 6 is the door's face outside. Yeah. It was like that. And uh, I was like, you know what? Here's the thing. I have no opposition to that. But I just know I would sit in the hotel room and everyone would be like, oh. You know, and I just like walk by. Yeah. Or kind of something that you've said about like gay cruises and nude beaches. Like when it's promoted, it's like sexy models. And then when you get there, it's like reality. Oh, I have an update on that. After that episode aired, my friend Jonathan, the one episode he listened to was that episode. And he was like, oh, you're actually wrong. There are a ton of hot guys on these gay cruises. Um, all right, Mike. Well, I have shout outs. People left reviews. Cool. Um, Kate Doyle, somebody that Mike and I know. Left Why us did... a... Go oh, ahead. I thought you said Tate. Her name yeah, is Kate right. with a K. Yeah, Tate Doyle. Yeah. Kate. 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 Kate Doyle left us a review. But then she texted me that she left the review, and she goes, you're going to hate it. You're going to make fun of it. And it's a perfectly fine, normal review. No, the review is actually really nice. What she said in the review is, um, what she said was, you're going to make fun of her email address. But we can't see the email address when we uh, look at the review. So should we just... Oh, is that what she's talking about? Okay. Um, (laughs) Courtney Byrne left us a very nice review. I love Courtney. You know, I cannot listen to the song Hey Ya by Outkast without thinking of Courtney Byrne. Why? We we just listened to it. Do you remember when we hired her to work part-time at that place we used to work? She worked weekends with me, so we spent a lot of time in that little windowless room. And oh. it was when that song came out, and we played the heck out of it. I, I love her a lot. Well, also, I remember she had really fierce, hot, gay friends. And I always, it was always a thing where I'd be like, Courtney, your friends are so hot. Like, hoping she would set me up. And she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I know. They're also 10 yeah. years younger than you, Joe. Ew. That's probably what she was thinking. Well. I know. Probably. Seriously. I think at the time they were, like, too young for me. At yeah. The time. Now yeah. they're totally age appropriate. Right. You know, as time goes on, then um, then it becomes better. The window um, changes. Right. Then I have a feeling you probably know this person. Maybe not. Laura Boo, nineteen eighty-two, left us a very nice review. No, I don't know who it is. Oh, I love it when we get reviews and we don't. It's not our friends, right? Um, yeah, Laura Boo, nineteen eighty-two, left us a very nice review. Laura Boo, nineteen eighty-two, we love you. Thank you. Oh, good one. Yeah, I can't top that. That's the best joke in the episode. <laughs> And you, okay. and you laughed at it. Awesome. You laugh at your own jokes. Ew. 
Ew, ew. <laughs> I never laugh at my own jokes. I know. I don't know. All right. Are those, of, are those all the reviews we had? Yeah, now it's time to do my... This is actually the part I get most excited about. It's time to draw the name for the winner of Catching Up with Catching Up. Mike, while I shake the bag, why don't you explain to the audience what that is and how they can participate? It's super easy. All you have to do is leave an iTunes review. Each week, we're going to pull a name of one of the people that wrote an iTunes. That's so distracting, Joe. We're going to pull a name from the bucket, and then we will... Con- um, shit. I had it written down last time. Let me start over. It's super easy. All you have to do is write an iTunes review, and then... We're going to pull a name of one of those people that have written an iTunes review. You contact us and we'll arrange a time for us to speak, probably over the phone or Skype, and then we'll talk about it on a future episode. All right, perfect. Are you ready to draw the name, Mike? Yes. Okay, here we go. Opening the Ziploc bag that has been shaken thoroughly. I'm reaching in. I'm looking the other way. I'm still even mixing the papers. I've chosen a name. I'm pulling it out. Are you ready? Yes. The person we will be talking to, the winner of this week's oh Catching Up, Oh, my God. <laughs> is Ant-Man 25. Oh, yay. That's Anthony Antaran. I know him. I've met him. Oh, you've met him? Yeah. So, Anthony, send me an email and we'll, we'll arrange all of this or a Facebook message or whatever. Do you have his contact information? Yeah, but I want him to contact us. So then it's like we're making sure people are listening to get the prize. Do you think he will contact us? I hope so, yeah. He's he's a really good guy. Am I going to like him? Yeah, I think so. And he'll tell us all about his kitchen remodeling. <laughs> and here's a better question. Will he like me? Who doesn't, Joe? Ew. Um, I can t- Gravitas? <laughs> True. Which there were a lot of tweets defending Gravitas, even though my podcast boyfriend, Terminally Single Tim, sent me a very nice message saying, you know, you're good, Joe. Don't worry about this Gravitas. Well, Joey, I even defended him. He's a good guy and he's sane. It's not like some crazy guy wrote a bad review and we could just let it let it go. But like he's proven himself to be a sane guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So, what else? Uh, we have a voicemail. Should we play that? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Play the voicemail right here. Hey, this is that Peter G. Hi, guys. Loving your show and your mini episodes. But I have to tell Joe that um, uh, Kyle in Hawaii is my pretend boyfriend. He's not yours. It's not going to happen for you two. But it's only going to hypothetically happen for, for me and Kyle. So, you know, you got to back off. Find somebody else. Um, and uh, don't, uh, I love that Gravitas review. Don't mess with Gravitas. He's very sexy, built like a Marine. And I think he was a Marine, actually. So, yeah, you just got to uh, uh, just take it from him. <laughs> okay, but uh, Kyle in Hawaii is mine. So you, you have to um, keep your grubby little hands off. Go, go find somebody else. Uh, thanks, guys. And um, Mark, oh, I mean Mike. <laughs> get confused with your name sometimes you never told us did you get that watch back to the Blatino food truck proprietor uh do you still have it uh what's going on with that so um, maybe an update on that would be nice anyway this is that peter g from the lotso podcast and you could leave us an itunes review too that would be lovely and uh, thank you for calling bye 
Yay, that Peter G. He has a podcast called Life on the Shit List, and he also lives just uh, a few miles away from me. I've met him a few times. He's wonderful. His partner's wonderful. They're really good people. But he had uh, a challenge. He said, back down from Kyle. Is that... Well, look, here's the deal. I'm single. I'm ready to mingle. Uh, he's has a partner. What, what? Well, can't you... Is it cheating if it's a hypothetical boyfriend? No, Kyle's not going to be my... Kyle and I are getting married, Mike. <laughs> you don't get this. It's going to be a wedding. Okay, Mike, would you rather be the best man or would you rather officiate the wedding? Officiate. Oh, God, it's going to be the world's longest <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> And to answer that Peter G's question, I did get the watch back to the um, Joel. So, oh, you did? Yeah, he came over and got it. <laughs> What's so yeah. funny about that? Nothing is funny about that. D- did you hook up with him again? Yeah, we had a second night stand. <gasps> was I it know. better than the first? No, it was worse because we were oh, sober. Why? What happened? We were oh. sober and it was like... Oh, no. I don't know. That's a horrible thing to say, but I don't know. Alcohol does make some things better. I'm sorry. It does. So he wasn't as good. Was it his fault or your fault? His fault, 100%. <gasps> oh. Could he well, because it? when he was drunk, it was like, okay, he's lazy, but he also just had, you know, six beers. Oh. But then it turns out he's just lazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, he gets very tired from his food truck. Well, I, he does, but... Whatever. So, yeah, he got his watch back, and that's that. Did you do something sexy, like put the watch up your butt and be like, I'll tell you where the watch is. Watch this, or anything like that? Um, I actually, when he came over, I was wearing it like a cock ring, and then I just <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I don't know if there's a watch that could fit around the, your girthy python <laughs> in your pants. Shut up. Okay, so what else do we have to do with this episode? Anything? Just Let's just go to the outtakes. Okay. Well, no, before you say that, I just want to say I'm going on a date tonight. So next episode is going to have some great stories or some horrible stories. Oh, that's a good idea. Previews for the next episode. I've actually not left the house. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I did. What are you talking about? I was gone the whole day yesterday. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have really have anything to say right now. The, but you know what? Tomorrow and Friday, I'm going to the rehearsal dinner and that wedding. On awesome. Friday. So that's what's coming up. Can't wait. All right, here's the outtakes. Goodbye, Joe. All right, bye, Mike. It's funny that you say that because I was going to transition to now a more not local story, which is there was this article in Slate last week. We didn't bring it up, but about the gay bro culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the story, uh, they mention actually about how um, gay culture is unique in that young gay people don't have an interest in the history of gay culture. And I don't know, actually thinking about it, I don't know how it, it, it did tie into the rest of the story somehow, but right now talking about it, I, can't, I don't know how, mm-hmm. but uh, how every gay culture, every gay generation basically starts from scratch. That gay generations are constantly starting from scratch with their history because they don't want to hear it from like old gay people and whatnot. And that this is becoming kind of a problem in gay culture, but it's always been like that. It is a problem. My, I think uh, another challenge that we have though, is it's not like you are raised by somebody who's teaching you that culture from the very beginning of your life. 
like a lot of other cultures like you at least understand what's happening but it's not it's not so clear for the gay kid it's not like you know people are explaining to you this culture when you're young it's when you come out of the closet you care about one thing really no that's exactly uh what i don't know why this came up in the article i love gay old people i used to belong to this group therapy for gay men which i'm sure we'll get into those stories someday there's so many crazy ass stories from there and the the guys in it were mostly older i remember there were a couple guys once who were at the time in their 70s and they would have the most amazing stories. Like I could listen to the old gay stories for days. It's so interesting. It was such an interesting time to be gay. Anyway, so but going on to gay culture was there was this article in Slate about gay bros. We'll post a link to it on the Facebook page. But it was interesting because on Reddit, there's a subreddit called Gay Bros. And it's grown in popularity and gotten a lot of backlash from the gay community. For those who don't know, you can look it up in Urban Dictionary. A gay bro roughly is a gay man who doesn't identify with, like, homosexual culture, like, likes straight culture, like beer and football and shooting and horses and stuff like that, NASCAR. And it, it it's taking the place sort of what used to be, like, butch or straight acting, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's gotten this backlash from... a from I don't know if it's that much of the gay community because I think it's just the author's community, but because they say it's like femphobia that's growing in gay culture. But when you read the article, the guy who started the subreddit um, and the people involved seem kind of cool, kind of like, no, that's not what it's about. And it's actually that sort of language, femphobia, sort of like handled on the website. And what I was thinking, actually, is... Actually, I've, I spoke to a couple of guys on Scruff this weekend. And I guess you could say it for myself. I think you could say it for you. I think... This is my theory. Is... That I think you're going to see as gay culture... As being gay becomes more and more accepted... In society. And I haven't really thought this theory out. So I'm sure there's a lot of... We can argue about it back and forth. But I think as it gets more and more accepted, you're going to see fewer and fewer femi guys. Actually, it's my theory. Because I think maybe like being sort of femi, not that there's anything wrong with it, was sort of a reaction to not being able to fit in anywhere. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I think there were probably always a lot of straight acting guys, but they always just stayed in the closet or they um, never acted on their gayness. Going back to um, actually the gay men's group, even though most of the men in there were older, almost all of them didn't come out till their fifties. Right. You know? And so I think you're, so they were, they were really concerned with hiding. And so if they could pass, they would choose to pass. So I, 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 I think you're going to see a change where you're going to see more, more people like me and you, I don't consider myself particularly butch, but I don't particularly consider myself particularly femme. And I think right. you're kind of in the same boat. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And I've been talking to guys who are a lot more like that. And I, I, I want to get your thoughts on how you feel about, is there, do you think that there's femphobia in the gay community? And do you think it's well-deserved? What are your thoughts? Mike Lawson, go. Well, I think that you're, I think you're right. And I think that we'll also see fewer of the character, the gay character with the like really sharp tongue that, um, is just like really sassy because I think that's kind of a defense too. Like, 
Um, just a really mean gay guy. You know who I'm talking about, right? Me? No. I'm just... <laughs> I, I wasn't talking about you. I'm You're talking about, like, Jack from Will and Grace. Yeah, and just, like, meaner, though, like... It's it's just a character I run into all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those those characters are mean and they're bitter and they just say horrible things to people just because they can because they're because they're bitter because people were mean to them. Yeah, say mean and bitter things to them. Sure. It's interesting. This um this topic came up on another podcast I listened to called uh, Anti Vera Speaks for Real, and he was kind of he's in he he's not super old but he's older than both you and i and he kind of um was upset that he feels like uh young gay men aren't uh paying attention to the history and learning the lessons that have already been learned like why go through some of the stuff you're going to go through when you can learn the lesson from you know your predecessors or whatever i i don't i don't remember exactly what his conclusion was but i think it's just hard for a a teenager or a, a really young adult to be concerned with that it's almost something that needs to be instilled before the crazy years of you know young adulthood so that you can rush through and pay attention to all the stupid shit you're going to pay attention to when you're a young adult and then afterward remember all of the lessons you learned young as a young young kid um, I would say this. This is what I think because I've actually started to learn this and struggle with this with Jose, my ward Jose. Not your cousin Jose? No, my cousin's name is Richard. Um, but uh, my with my ward Jose, I've struggled with this because Jose goes through things where the answer to anybody my age or your age or anyone's age is so obvious, okay? But he doesn't see it. And I can give him advice. He comes to me for advice. I give him the advice. He never takes the advice. And then bad things happen. And it's one of these things that used to get me so frustrated. Where I was like, just listen to me. I know. I've been there. Right? Right. But, you know, act actually, speaking of my cousin, he's the one who told me, like, you have to let him learn. This is his curriculum. And his curriculum, he has to learn it for himself. Because the only way you know not to touch fire is to touch fire. So it's and it's so to go to relate it to what you said about anti Vera is yeah of course we you and I are learning now the value of gay history but I don't think I wanted to hear it when I was twenty three certainly I don't think you yeah. wanted to hear it when you were twenty three and I don't think anti Vera wanted to hear it when when uh, he was twenty three right you know there's a certain point where that's what you want to hear and unfortunately or fortunately and that's what the part of the article says is each gay generation starts all over again, starts from scratch, and gets to define itself. And maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know? Yes, yeah. there are lessons that are learned. I do, yeah, I will say it's sad. They don't, they do take for granted a lot of the struggles that uh, were made for them. But, um, but again, it's not like we, it's not like our generation was super into gay history when we were that age. Right. That's just the way it is. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. 
or call our listener line at 510 239 7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, um, 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 um